Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everybody is having an absolutely fantastic day today. A lot of stuff going on, as always. We're going to be on the Hagman Show tonight, so it's a busy day for us. Uh, first article I wanted to talk before I gave Dad uh, his thing. He's got a few things he's going to bring up too today, but this is a really, really funny article that I got a kick out of today. That's why I wanted to start off with it. Uh, Laura Loomer and Ben Bequarm, who are both basically conservative activists and They've, they've been strong activists for building the wall, were arrested on Wednesday in California for trespassing on the grounds of the California governor's mansion in protest. <laughs> the two of them live-streamed their protest in which they wore ponchos and sombreros and jumped the wall of the California governor and sat down in his yard and domestic asylum so they could have a fiesta on his lawn. Uh, they were quickly arrested and hauled to jail and tra- charged with trespassing. The uh, Laura Loomer came out and said, today I proved that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who is also Nancy Pelosi's nephew, which I didn't know that, cares more about illegals than Americans. I was arrested for hopping his fence and having a fiesta on his lawn, and uh, it was on live stream. But I, I saw that earlier today, and I just got a kick out of it because even though it was kind of like a protest, even though it was kind of a joke, they still honestly proved exactly what their point was in the fact that individuals from other countries hop the fence, they come into our country, they demand asylum, and in California, they're handed everything, including free housing, free food, free money, and it's free for all. These guys hopped the wall and wanted to have a fiesta on his lawn, and they were arrested within minutes. I just thought that was an ironic but funny story today, Deb. <laughs> well, you know, we have our little yin and our little yang with Cortez and Loomer, uh, both Jewish, I may add. Uh, Loomer's, they're both very entertaining as far as the stuff that they say and the stuff that they do. <laughs> it's amazing that any of us who start hopping walls and going to governor's mansions, we're not only going to be arrested, we're going to go to prison. And uh, Probably, yeah, these people yeah. just do whatever, they do whatever they want to do. They get slapped on the wrist. The judge gives them a fine or whatever happens. Or they got to do community service or whatever happens. And they keep going. And again, it's back with Otto Kahn said. You know, the bankers, the international banking community, which is directly tied in deeply with the Masonic lodges. This is important that people understand this. The Masonic lodges are tied in deeply to the Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah ties into the Masonic lodges. And all of these families go back to the ancient Canaanite religions, which I've talked about before at length on the show. We had a guest coming on, but for various reasons, I can't bring him on today. But there are a few topics I wanted to cover that he was going to cover with you guys today because I promised you some new information today. So it's interesting, but I want you to really be open to what I'm going to say. By the way, the weather here is beautiful. It's about 75 degrees, partly cloudy. I don't see any chemtrails, and uh, really, really nice. Just thought I'd <laughs> mention that this is another day the Lord has made. But, you know, there was a movie that came out a few years ago. I have more, more than that, almost 20, 20 years ago now. The Matrix with Neo. And the thing that Hollywood always does, they've got to tell you what they're going to do. Because remember, all of this, every, all of this that we're talking about today is run by the same, same ancient societies, the same Canaanite religion, the same Canaanite Baal, Moloch, children, sacrifice, Asherah pole worship that we see throughout the entire Old Testament 
that God keeps calling out, calling out, and calling out via his prophets. One of these days, I've, well, I've, read, I've done it before. I've actually read you the scriptures where it talks about this, about passing your children to the fire. And it's, on the, it's on the one thing that I did when I went back to Genesis chapter 6. Now, I'm not going to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, but I want you to listen to that show again and then bring it all the way forward to what I'm going to tell you right now. But before we start this, I want to play a clip from The Matrix and think about it because what happens is when you try to free people that are in The Matrix, the people that have been, the veil, the veil's been placed over their eye, they'll fight you to stay in The Matrix because they don't want to believe you. Uh, Todd, go ahead and play this clip. You guys will like this. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Okay, I wanted you to go ahead and listen to that because I wanted you to hear what they said. They will fight to protect it. And then, then all of a sudden he said he sees a girl walk around by him in a red dress, and he goes, you're focusing on the girl with a red dress who then turns into one of these guys that are going to assassinate Neo. Guys, it's so important that we understand that this world system that we're fighting against is against the principalities and the demons in the high places, in these interdimensional entities that control our planet, which have controlled our planet from the very beginning since Adam and Eve decided to uh, do a little hot wiring with Lucifer there in the in the garden and basically letting them fire it all up down there and do what they wanted to do and take Daddy's car out and run around with it and be wild. <laughs> That's about what they did. And and so what we've got to realize is that you know this stuff has happened for a reason. I mean, let me give you an example. Let's talk about Zionism first. We're going to start with that first and how it had its roots in Freemasonry. British Freemasonry basically took on the project of Zionism in around 1840. Lord Palmerston, who was in the British Prime Minister, he basically took an article out in the newspaper and he said, it's time for the Jews to return to their homeland, back to Palestine, back to Israel. And the royal family agreed with Palmerston. This happened in 1840. The Freemason Lodge endorsed us and pushed him to do this. And this was all about the Freemasons wanting to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And then they had to actually send a group of people there. They were actually engineers and architects and surveyors. And they went into Palestine, which belonged to the Palestinians and had been there for, you know, 1800 years, and basically started surveying the country to determine that it would hold, and they said, 15 million Jews if they returned. Guys, I don't make this stuff up. And what ended up happening is it created this thing that basically we know of now as Zionism. And then just a few years later, we have the guy start to wrote the book, the Schofield Bible. And the Schofield Bible, not the, well, it wasn't Schofield at first. It was Darby. Darby wrote all the stuff. And he was basically commissioned by this same group, I believe. I'm doing the research on that right now to go ahead and write this whole information on Zionism and the rebuilding of the temple. Now, why do they want the rebuilding of the temple? Why are the Masons so involved? The Masons go back to the ancient Egypt religions. That's why you always see the pictures of the pyramids and all the stuff and the Shriners and all the stuff they do with the, either the Egyptian swords and everything else. They go back to the ancient Israelite, ancient Egypt, ancient Egypt religions, including involving ISIS and all of the stuff that involves with, you know, the, the obelisks, which is the erected phallic symbol. All of this stuff comes from ancient Egypt. Go back to the audio that I did last year, and you can hear all of this in detail. 
Now, what happened is they want to rebuild the temple. Why? Because they want to bring their Antichrist in to the Holy of Holies, and they want to pierce them, pierce him with their spear of destiny. Now, the Holy of Holies is where the altar, this is where the, the Ark of the Covenant stood. This is in the back. You have basically the temple, and you've got a room behind the temple, then you've got a room behind the temple, temple room, and that's called the Holy of Holies. It's behind the veil, behind the curtain. And the priest didn't like going in there. And it was so, had so much energy from God in it that, that they would tie a rope to their foot. Guys, I don't make this stuff up. They'd tie a rope to their foot just in case they touched the Ark of the Covenant and died. They could pull the corpse out. <laughs> That's how much energy was in there. And so they didn't like going in there at all. And they only, entered, they only entered in once a year to provide sacrifice for the Israelis, for the Israeli people. So that's why that movie came out. With you know, with Spielberg back in the eighties, you know, with Indiana Jones and the Ark of the Covenant, because it said that the Ark of the Covenant, if it went behind it before any army, that the army could not be defeated. Well, all of this stuff they're doing is to rebuild that temple, rebuild the Holy of Holies, and to bring in their Antichrist. You say, well, why in the world did all these guys get involved in it? Well, there were several people involved in the middle of all of this stuff. Helen Blavatsky was one of them. She's the one who started the Theosophical Society. This all happened in about 1877 with another guy by the name of John Yorker, who was, who was also part of the Quattro Coronati, which is a research group out of England. And they came across basically a bunch of British Freemasons who basically decided that they were going to bring up and develop, according to the research that I'm coming on right now, the Protocols of Zionism, of the Elders of Zion. Now, this is where a lot of people say that that came from because they're saying that the Jews didn't write it, that these guys wrote it, and they're the ones who started with this Theosophical Society, which was basically... A Canaanite religion, pagan society is what it was. And this turned into the Thule Society, which gave birth to the Nazis. I mean, it was so interesting when you start to do the research on this that the Bellamy brothers, who are theosophists also with Blavisky, they're the ones who wrote the Pledge of Allegiance in the United States back in the 1800s. Okay, think, stay with me for a second. The same group that worked with the theosophists, who were promoted by the Masonic lodges, wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, and they developed the one-arm Nazi salute to go along with our Pledge of Allegiance in the United States. It didn't catch on, but it made it to the Nazi thing. Now, these people worked with Blavatsky, and basically who she developed, the 45-degree swastika, by the way, and she wrote you know, the book The Secret Doctrine about Aryan race. All of this stuff is tied to National Socialism that was brought to Germany in the 1880s, not from Hitler in the 1920s. People need to understand where this stuff came from. Um, you know, and what's also fascinating about this research that I'm doing is that the Archduke Ferdinand, who was assassinated, by the way, and the guy who assassinated him said that he was basically paid by a guy who was a Mason and that had been ordered by a Masonic Lodge to kill the Archduke Ferdinand. And then what was interesting about this, on June the 28th, 1914, the Archduke was assassinated. But here's the catch on this. If you look at a picture of his car in the museum, where it still sits, it still has a license plate on it. And the license plate is A-111118, which also can be made to be A-111118, which would be November the 11th, 1918. So the Archduke Ferdinand basically gets assassinated on June the 28th, 1914, he has the license plate on his car that says 11-11-18, and the armistice to stop World War One was signed on 11-11-18, the same as the license plate from this guy who got killed four years earlier. Now, if you don't think that's weird, 
And then, of course, then the actual Treaty of Versailles was signed on June the 28th, which is the same date that the Archduke died, you know, back in 19, uh, 1919. So all of this stuff is crazy when you start digging into this research. And so I wanted to basically let you know that I'm doing the research on it right now. This whole Theosophical Society from Helen Bablaski, all Freemasonry, which is tied directly into the Kabbalah, which is tied directly into the Theophysis, which is tied directly into the Thule Society, which is tied directly into the Nazis, which is tied directly into the war to end all wars, World War One, and then the suicidal war that Adolf Hitler did in 1940. Started in 1939, World War II, in which he said they would fight to the last of the German people and kill them. And then some of these guys like Montague were involved with all of this. And he's also the one who had the Montague Doctrine after World War II to allow the Germans to starve to death. It's like they really wanted to destroy the German race. They really felt they needed to do that. Then we also know that the Winston Churchill, who was a Druid, we know that many people now believe that he allowed the bombing of Dresden, which occurred in 1945 when the war was almost over with, which killed up to a half a million people, as a Druidic, Canaanite, Moloch, Baal worship ceremony. You go, well, well, this all sounds way too out there to be too, too be real. Okay, do your own research. I'm doing it right now. Right now as we, as we speak, I'm doing my own research on this. But think about this for a second, guys. They're now having discussions with mothers after a baby gets born after they lay the baby on the table, and they go, oh, by the way, do you want your baby to live? You want me to go ahead and kill him now for you? You think, well, that would never happen. <laughs> this is no different than passing your children to the fire. This is no different than Baal worship. This is no different than Moloch worship. This is the, These, again, are the ancient Canaanite fertility ritual religions. That's what this whole thing boils back down to. It's serving their master, Lucifer, to feed these interdimensional entities the energy from the deaths of these children, which were 40 million last year around the world with the, with the dog on it, but with the abortions. And this is what we have to talk about. We have to see what's going on. We have to make a difference in our world today. We've got to make sure that, guys, we tell the people the truth. This is not a matter and a battle of flesh and blood, guys. We've got a group of doggone Satanists, Luciferians, Baal worshippers, Moloch worshippers, <laughs> Asherah pole worshippers committing human sacrifice right in front of us with this Baal worship, with the killing and slaughtering of these innocents now, and we're supposed to pretend like it's not happening. Guys, if we don't deal with this, I'm telling you this right now, then we're going to go the same way that Israel went when they continue to pass their children to the fire, they continue to worship Baal. They continue to worship Moloch. They continue to worship Asherah. And God kept saying to them, Why do you think the first commandment is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me? I mean, that seems to really make God angry when we have other gods before him and we're worshiping these other deities, these other demons, because it's not something he wants us to do because he knows how wrong it is. And I say to you again, right now, who listens and listening to me, a lot of you guys obviously are pro-abortion because we're getting these letters that are basically eviscerating us because we're standing against this. Let me ask you a question. If you're pro-abortion, how could you be a Christian? You know, one of the commandments is also, thou shalt not kill. And if you really feel as though killing is okay, and killing of a helpless infant is okay, and that we shouldn't talk about this because we're supposed to be doing the latest health research and world news and talking about the slaughter of innocents is not something we should cover. Well, who are you serving? Who's your God? Are you serving the God of Mamma? 
Are you selling children's body parts and you don't want us to interfere with what you believe? Are you involved in the abortion industry? Are you an abortionist? Are you a nurse who works in one of these industries? I mean, who are you that you would feel as though that you have a little baby crying on a table, beautiful little, let's say, blonde hair, blue eyes, black hair, brown eyes, it doesn't make a difference, little baby completely formed, totally healthy, laying on the table cold while they're trying to keep it comfortable, and it's crying, and the doctor goes, hey, what do you want to do today? You want to kill it? You want to keep it? This is murder. This is no difference. No difference of Baal, Moloch, and Satan worship. They might as well take the baby out before they kill it, drain its blood out and drink it. That's what they do. They have women they hire as surrogates to have children for them that they sacrifice on what I just said to you, how they do it. And they pay these women to do this, these Satan women, these, these slave Satan women. So, guys, if you believe all of this stuff and you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you're some type of humanist and you think this is okay because you think we're all just animals, which is what they want you to believe, and you just soon eat a baby calf, who cares? If you really believe that, why is it that your God that you go and you worship, either indirectly or directly, requires the blood sacrifice of children and innocents? Our God doesn't require that. Our God said it's detestable to him to do this. Don't do it. So think through this before you send us letters on this stuff. You think through it. If you're really pro-abortion and you're pro-full-term abortion and you want to do all of this stuff, because I'm, I'm opposed to abortion for any reason whatsoever. I don't even care. I don't, you say, well, I disagree with you. There's certain reasons. Okay, whatever. We can disagree on that. I don't care. I believe that once that egg and that sperm unite and there's a spark, and they've seen it now in their microscopes, spark of life, and it creates that fetus, that embryo, that zygote, whatever you want to call it, and it starts developing. I believe in that point in time, the power of God has gone into that baby. You say, well, what if it's from somebody who's been raped? Hey, I'm sorry the person got raped, but two wrongs don't make a right. And I'm sorry that's going to happen. There's so many people out there waiting for an infant. How do you know we don't, we're not going to have the next Albert Einstein or the next Tesla or the next John F. Kennedy or the next Booker T. Washington from that child? We don't know. We don't know. But when that power of life goes into that child, I believe at that point, it's a baby. It's a human. It's just in the developmental phase. And I understand people say, well, the first trimester, there's not a whole lot to that baby. I got that. Got that. We're not talking about that right now, guys. We're talking about full-term, partial birth, full birth, abortion, and infanticide. That's what I'm talking about right now. And it's all through these six societies, these, these spiritist societies, that started back in the 1800s in their in their current state and basically developed all these weird religions to be a mask for Baal worship and Asher worship, Moloch worship, ancient Canaanite worship. That's who these guys are. It's the same group. They, 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 web, they weave their web all the way through. And what's interesting to me is now we're finding out, or I'm doing the research, this is the same group that started National Socialism and it developed into Germany through this group, through Bovlowski and, Bovlowski and the rest of these clowns. And I'm going to continue doing the research with you, with this on right now, this over the weekend. Hope I have enough time to get it all done because there's a lot of stuff to look up. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a full timeline from the early 1800s 
all the way through when certain things happen and how they develop. But guys, the license plate on the Archduke Ferdinand who gets killed is the same day as the armistice is signed. <laughs> it's interesting because one of the top researchers, uses Mullins, into this field, he wrote that one of the German, one of the American nurses wrote in one of her journals that they were being forced to give supplies to the German army to keep it going as far as medical supplies during towards the end of the war. Why? And this woman, by the way, was later captured, supposedly executed by the by the by the Germans. Why would they say that? Because they wanted to make sure the date was on the exact date of that license plate. The reason they have this foreknowledge is they control these events in advance. And remember what I told you earlier with Otto Kahn, mentioned at the beginning of the show. Otto Kahn says they control both sides of the narrative. He was one of the designist bankers who developed the Federal Reserve System. And when he's being interviewed in the 1920s, he said, we control both sides of the narrative. That's the only way they can do it. They've got to control the German side. And they've got to control the British side of the war. They've got to control both sides of the party, both sides of the war. And one of the big things they were really pushing back in the 1800s, this is when Darwinism came out. And when Darwin came out, he was talking about the survival of the species, the survival of the fittest, and how many people we had on the planet, how we had too many people on the planet, and how we came from animals, and all the stuff trying to undo Christianity and Christian teaching and teaching of what's right and wrong. And what ended up happening is this philosophy carried through. And then we have this giant, these giant forms of Baal worship, like 9-11, the Twin Towers coming down. Read the book, the most dangerous book in the world, and look at the symbology that was used when 9-11 happened with the trade towers. And the two towers by themselves are a giant 11. I mean, read that book. Now, when I ask you guys to read the books, I realize you're busy. I realize you got a lot of other stuff you're trying to read, too. But, guys, I read hundreds of articles a day, a day. So does Austin. I mean, I mean, it, plus not including all the emails. I guess so many, that's why I've asked so many folks to calm down on the emails, try to bunch them together. Okay. Instead of sending me 20 emails a day, just send me two. Cause I have to open so many all the time and they have to respond. So guys, it's everything I can do when I put these lists together of things that you need to read. You need to read. Pawns of the Game by William Guy Carr. Red Tide over, Red, Red Cloud over America by William Guy Carr. William Guy Carr's second book that he wrote that's, that's unfinished. I mean, all of these books, they're tiny little booklets. They can be read in an hour and a half. Then another one that's really good, I don't agree with all of it, but it's really good because it goes back to the ancient Egyptian stuff. It's basically Rulers of Evil by Topper Saucy. Phenomenal book. You need to read that. And then you need to read The Elders, The Protocol of the Elders of Zion. And, you know, if we're looking at if Blavatsky wrote this to push anti-Semitism, and she did a pretty good job pushing it, okay, and guess who found out it was a fraud, it was a fake, that would be Alan Dulles, the good old CIA operative who covered up everything about 1947. I mean, all of these guys are linked together in a giant web of just deceit is what they are. But it all goes back down to this, Baal worship. Luciferian doctrine, Lucifer worship. Worshiping the dark side, all of it. And that's what this whole thing is about with these children being sacrificed on these altars of medicine now these 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 satanic priests these butcherers of babies who masquerade as men of medicine nauseate me and guys that's one of the reasons they set up in new york you don't even have to be a medical doctor now to do it who are they going to bring in when an alistair crowley look like by the way he's involved in all of this stuff too we'll talk about him later when i put it all together 
I mean, what, I mean, he was, he was, he was a Satanist. He, he claimed to have killed a whole bunch of people in these rituals. Whether he did or not, I don't know, but gosh, that's sure not something I'd be claiming about before I died. I mean, that's kind of nuts. But guys, it's weird stuff when you start getting into this level of this stuff, because they want you to bleed the narrative. Remember who they picked for this last election? Hillary and Donald Trump. Donald Trump, either people love him, or they absolutely hate him, and they want him killed. Hillary, either they absolutely love her, or they hate her, and many of those people want to have her killed. I don't. I don't believe in killing anybody. But here's the thing. They want to create as much energy, as much friction, as much power from these two people as they possibly can. Remember, this is why I told you Hillary will no, never go to prison. Why? Because she's the same. She's the other side of the coin with Trump. That's what they gave us. Now I believe with all of our heart that we prayed and we got Donald Trump in. I believe that. I'll never. I'll never not believe that. And I believe that Donald Trump really thought in some kind of bizarre way that he could be involved in all of this stuff and be better. And he has done some things that are pretty doggone good. But the reality is this. He's still being controlled. He's still being told what to do. And by golly, if you decide you're not going to listen, you're going to have a little ride in downtown Dallas in a convertible one day. That's what happens. I mean, they're going to find a way to take you out because they're not going to, they're not going to take a chance of you with your position and your authority going rogue. That's why so many of these, these Hollywood stars, Prince, Michael Jackson, they start talking about things that are happening with chemtrails or whatever. They start singing about them. Boom, snap, gone, dead, suicided, or they've overdosed, or whatever. It's what happens all the time. Because when they give them this power through the Kabbalah, which is all tied to Freemasonry, and they give them this power and they wear a little red string around their wrist, and they stand around that altar, and they hold hands, and they chant, and they have a person laying there who's being tortured, and they transfer that energy into a resonant sink into another dimension. And these entities from these other dimensions feed them power, feed them knowledge, give them things they want because they're running this generated holographic energy field that we all live in, and they basically give them all of the stuff. You want a G4, you want a G5, you want a G6, no problem, you got it. You want a 200-foot, 300-foot, 500-foot private yacht? No problem. You got it. But it's going to cost you. <laughs> it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your soul for all eternity. So there at the end, you start thinking, well, maybe I made the wrong move. Maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe me signing that contract in blood, maybe that wasn't something I should have done. Maybe I need to try to make this right. I'm going to start talking now about what's going on, about who these people really are. Bing, bang, and boom. They're gone just like that. They're just as gone as quick as... <laughs> and they're always sacrificed. They're always gone. Like Whitney Houston dies in a, vat, you know, in a bathtub full of water. What the heck? You know the woman's stoned. You know you've been doing drugs with her. You know she's in the back. You know she's in a pool of water. You know she's in a bathtub about to pass out. And you're in the other room while she drowns and that's okay? Come on, guys. Well, does anybody even believe this? This is what happens. Or they find them. They start waking up. Suddenly, they find them with a needle in their arm, with heroin in it, and you die while the needle's still in you, you don't spasm, you don't convulse, you die peacefully from your heart stopping while you're writhing around and the needle's still in you. Are you joking me? Does anybody believe this stuff? Guys, this is who these people are. They are sick, satanic weirdos who do everything they can to compromise the cross of Jesus Christ. Because remember, they don't believe in this stuff. 
If they did, they've already called, they've already fallen on their knees and repented. Had a nationally known radio personality call me up the other day. We were talking about this very topic. And I said to him, I said, you know, we don't have to do what they do. We have the power of prayer. We can hold hands. We can join together in prayer. And we can change everything by the words that we speak, by the power that we have, because God gives it to us through scalar waves. In fact, I was asked this morning to come on that man's show in Chicago and talk about prayer and scalar waves. I kid you not, national TV, national radio audience. And I talked about Jesus and the blood of Christ and angels. I did. Covered it all. Right on secular radio. Think, wow, Ted, what do you think? How, that, how, was that, how was that received? I don't care. Why? Why do I not care how it was received? Here's why. I'm glad you asked. Here's why I don't care. Let he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let he who has eyes to see, let him see. It's not my responsibility. I'm not their Holy Spirit. If they're not responsive to it, let's say he had a million listeners this morning listening at one time. Let's say I touched 1% of them, you know, or or 10,000. 10,000 people thought, what the heck is this guy talking about? Prayer? Scalar waves? Longitudinal waves? Changing the fabric of space-time? That sounds pretty interesting to me. Now he's talking about Jesus. See, that's what we have to do. We have to be that person. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter. We've got to hold true the course. Another person said, what if they're preaching Christ out of selfish ambition? My response is, what did Paul say? It matters not as long as Jesus is being preached. Why? Because no matter what, there's power in the name of Jesus, Yeshua. There's power in that name. And guys... That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be mouthpieces for God Almighty on this planet to promote His Son, to promote His covenant, to promote what He did with His blood and how He changed all of us. Okay. Got to get to the news. I love you guys. I could do this whole thing for an hour. Don't want to take up a whole show. All right, Austin, what's your first story, buddy? What do you think? Absolutely. A lot of interesting news today. Also, too, one of the first things I saw from uh, Zero Hedge, I found this interesting. I've been talking about this for the last year as far as heavy metals or precious metals, I should say, and how they've been so pushed down heavily on the paper market that right now, my personal opinion, there's absolutely no legitimate reason not to buy metals right now for an investment. Well, now the report has come out that the central banks have bought more gold in 2018 than any year since 1967. They said it was the second largest year of gold purchases by banks on recorded history in the United States. Central banks bought more gold bullion last year than any time since 1967 prior to the U.S. U.S. ending the gold standard in 1971. They said governments also added another 651 metric tons around the globe of gold to their foreign exchange reserves in 2018, a 74% increase from the previous year. As you guys can see, gold has started to spike up a little bit this week back and forth. They're still trying to short it, but again, the word is out. As we've seen so many times before a major financial catastrophe, the metal market usually starts to go berserk, and that's exactly what we're starting to see right now, in my opinion. 
And also, too, in other news, this is interesting, as we saw, uh, I've talked to so many people before about, you know, health and diet, and a lot of people bring up, you know, well, I'm eating clean, I'm not eating organic. Well, that's a start. Obviously, eating clean, getting off the high fructose corn syrup, getting off all the toxic preservatives, that's a huge start. But eating organic definitely has its perks. There's a new study, because a lot of people have asked this question for years, and now they've tried to actually figure it out, and they've done a research study on this. It was conducted by researchers from the France's equivalent of the U.S. National Institute of Health called INSERM, I-N-S-E-R-M, and they confirmed that organic fruit and vegetables is worth the extra money after all. The research, which was published in the journal, the JAMA, Internal Medicine Journal, found that study participants who ate the most organic produce had the lowest incidences of certain types of cancer. They were they had took a bunch of individuals that were questioned, and they continue to ask people questions to build their database about 16 categories of food, including fruits, vegetables, eggs, wine, health, and they ate organic versions of all of them as well. Once a year, they provided health updates, including whether or not they've been diagnosed with cancer. By the end of 2016, there were 68,946 French adults who met all of the criteria that were asked and included in the analysis. Based on their questionnaires, the participants were divided into four groups according to the amount of organic produce they regularly ate. They went on to say here, this revealed that the people who ate organic food most often had more education and also ended up having higher status jobs. They also were more likely to exercise, to have quit smoking, and to eat higher amounts of healthy foods such as fruits and vegetables. All these things are associated with a lower level of risk of cancer. The researchers found that cancer was diagnosed in 1,340 of the participants in all of 2009 to 2016, that whole span most commonly breast and prostate cancer. Overall, though, they saw the participants who ate the most organic produce and made the best lifestyle choices were 25% less likely to develop any form of cancer than the volunteers who ate the least organic food. The cancers with the most significant risk reduction were postmenopausal breast cancer and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Imagine that. How many times have we talked about it and we've seen the research that has showed that glyphosate is directly linked to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The researchers even came out and said they believe the risk and reduction is likely due to the lack of cancer-causing pesticides like glyphosate, malathion, and other ones that are not used on organic produce. The best thing, and we've talked about this so many times, the best thing you can do for overall health is maintaining a healthy weight, staying physically active, even if it's only a minor amount per week, at least doing something, obviously limiting alcohol consumption, not smoking, eating the right kinds of foods, and taking high-quality supplements. And of course, avoiding sugar and processed foods, eating organic, free-range meat that basically comes from animals that are not given a bunch of antibiotics and hormones. Hormones, it's not that difficult once you figure it out. Once you make once you make it a lifestyle, it's very easy to follow. But when I saw this research done, I thought it was really interesting because we talked about this so many times, and they said the most reduction of cancers from people that ate organic, the one they didn't get the most, was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which we have seen so many times now, been linked to glyphosate exposure, Deb. 
that's an excellent series of articles, Austin. You're absolutely right. Glyphosate and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma have been linked together repeatedly. By the way, the U.S. now in the Northwest, up in Washington State, they're actually starting to look at what's going on with their vaccine exemptions. And they're thinking about making no vaccines exemptions allowed, like California has done, to be put into the public schools because they say they're having an outbreak of measles up there. I mean, it's ridiculous. By the way, the typhus epidemic, which they should be looking at in Los Angeles from all of the people coming in from South and Central America and Africa, is getting worse. And the health officials there are getting very, very, very concerned about that. In addition to that, nearly half of the U.S. adults right now have blood vessel disease of some type. Why is that happening? Primarily from inflammation, from not having the right antioxidants in your diet, from not having the right foods in your diet, and from eating way too many omega-6 fats, corn oil, soy oil. Those types of things should never be put into your body, ever, never put into your body. You know, use olive oil, use butter, use, use you know, use grape extract oil. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can use, but don't use those omega-6 oils. That causes so much inflammation and never put hydrogenated oils into your body whatsoever. And to do that, up in Oregon, an Antifa member is killed by police after opening fire on officers at a middle school. I mean, what the heck, man? This is a Eugene, Oregon. Charlie's Landuros was shot and killed by police when he pulled a handgun on them as they tried to take him into custody during a dispute at his daughter's school. His daughter was in the hallway, and Landuros looked at her just before shooting at the cop. Landuros was a gender-ambitious person, whatever that means, an activist against police brutality, leader of the Antifa militant group Red Arm, and founder of the Community Armed Self-Defense. He was wearing a smash the patriarchy shirt at the time of the shooting. His backpack was loaded with ammunition, and the school was a gun-free zone. The signs apparently didn't work. I mean, I guess not. Guys, this goes back to what we're talking about all the time. Signs don't work. Criminals don't. Oh, I'm going to go kill somebody. Oh, there's a sign there. I can't kill them now. There's a sign. Are you kidding me? They don't work. Here's another one. Pure hypocrisy. Twitter bans users who advise laid-off journalists to follow the same advice those journalists previously gave to laid-off coal miners. Wow. When blue-collar workers saw their way of life disappear because of technology or outsourcing over the last few years, journalists on the left advised them to learn to code, learn to code, learn to cope, to qualify as programmers in the computer industry. That was a short way of saying, hey, look, learn new skills and quit complaining, co-workers, a bunch of low life. You need to do something that actually does something that's good for the planet. That's what they meant. Last week, when more than 1,000 journalists were laid off by Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, and other liberal media organizations because nobody was listening to them, I thought I'd mention that, Twitter users began recommending that they take their own advice and learn to code. But leftists who still dominate the media industry did not see the humor. Of course they did. They never do. Twitter responded by banning users who use this occasion to poke fun at the editorial bias of the media itself. Twitter uses every occasion to ban everybody all the time. Yep. This is what they like to do is ban people. I mean, this is, this is crazy. By the way, we're going to go back to abortion for a second. Permitting the killing of babies after birth is a new position on abortion by leaders within the Democratic Party. Leaders within the party are profoundly changing the party's position on abortion, becoming more and more cabaliest. I can say that because that's where it came from. New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a bill that legalizes abortion up to the moment of birth. That Lord Latlaw declares that children not yet born are not human. Cuomo wearing a pink tie as he signed the bill, illuminated the New World Trade Center in pink lights to celebrate passing the bill 
he described as a profound moral victory. I'm going to repeat that. He lit up the new World Trade, new World Trade Center in pink lights to celebrate the murdering of children in Virginia. Kathy Tran, a Democrat state lawmaker, introduced a bill that allows birth even after more mothers dilating. That bill, is, however, was defeated because at least Virginia had more sense. By the, by the way, the governor of Virginia has taken millions of dollars now in basically payouts and campaign contributions from planned Parenthood. Final story for me right now. Senate advances a bill that penalizes companies that boycott Israel. We talked about that yesterday. So if Israel wants to lead us, I guess how they're doing so, in full-term abortions, which started in Israel, then I guess we need to sit there and make sure we don't let people know what they're doing and we need to pass laws that makes penalties now. I guess they're going to lock you up if they put you in jail if you don't want to eat a falafel out of Israel don't know, Austin. seems kind of strange to me. What do you think of what are your next stories, bud? (laughs) It really is bizarre. I mean, I don't understand how they're going to get that entire aspect of that law passed when it blatantly violates the Second Amendment as far as restricting people, penalizing them, putting sanctions on people that essentially want to lawfully not do business with a certain individual or wants to speak about the truth about a certain thing going on. That whole thing is bizarre to me. And the fact that they are even actually getting traction with that boggles my mind. Also, too, going back to what you were talking about with the abortion aspect, billboards in support of abortion featuring women now are going up all around Iowa. They've already had multiple ones go up earlier, and they're scheduled to have other ones released in Iowa City here shortly this week. Planned Parenthood of the Heartland said it's say abortion billboards are to wake people up. (laughs) The effort comes after Iowa legislator passed to pass a ban on most abortions in the state after a fetal heartbeat is detected. This was last year in May, if I'm not mistaken which can occur about six weeks into pregnancy. And this is something that was really big. The thing about it was, though, Governor Kim Reynolds signed the ban into law last May, but it's never actually been in effect amid a pending lawsuit filed by Planned Parenthood and Emma Goldman Clinic. And uh, when Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, did this, it was it was pretty strong. I, mean, I was a pretty big fan of it. She basically said that they're banning abortions, period. If you want to have an abortion, and they detect a heartbeat, you're out of luck, period, done, zero. No line in the sand, or full line in the sand. And, of course, Planned Parenthood uh, just, I mean, filed a lawsuit on them immediately, and now they've been putting billboards up over the last month all over the state, and it's pretty disturbing. One billboard here, a photo of it says, I had an abortion, and it has a photo of a woman on it, and then it says, and I am not apologizing. Other Two other billboards that they've put up now is it says, I had an abortion, and I am not ashamed. And the other one says, I had an abortion, and it was just... Just health care. This is so weird to me how this is continuing to push the envelope, as Dad talked about earlier now, the new Democratic Socialist Party. And remember, it is funny. It's not funny, but I remember about five, six weeks ago I talked about this on all these different things they're doing. I said, here's the issue that I have so much. It's not that they have different viewpoints, they have different beliefs, that they want to live a certain way, that they want to have their own little personal agenda that they want to follow. I said, it's the problem is they have no limits. 
They have no boundaries. The liberal knows nothing. The hardcore liberal communist now literally is satisfied with nothing. Everything has to go to full-blown debauchery as far as you can take it, as disgusting as you can take it, as perverted and sadistic as you can take it. They're trying to take it there. They have no limit. They have no law. They have no restriction to say, hey, listen, this is where we're taking it. We're not going to take this any further. We're pushing abortion. We're taking it to 20 weeks. That's it. We're all in unison on this. No, 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 that's not enough. we got to take it all the way to birth. Oh, now we have to take it to after birth, and we're going to decide if we're going to abort the child after it's been born alive. Now we're going to put up billboards around the country now that are basically talking about saying, I had an abortion, and I'm proud of it, and I'm not apologizing now. This is all being done to desensitize the younger generation. Because here's the thing. The older generation is already set in their ways with this. Me, dad, pretty much everybody in this age group, you're either pro this or you're pro-life. There's nothing really in the middle anymore. It's you're one or the other. The younger generation has no idea what they're even being taught right now. As I talked to you guys about in California yesterday or two days ago, how they're teaching kids now that there's 15 different genders. It's a new program they're doing in California public education from kindergarten up. They're also teaching them that basically having multiple sex partners and multiple relationships with multiple sex partners at the same time is completely acceptable, and you shouldn't be essentially told you can't do that. This is what they're doing, and so this is the part that we have to realize. The young generation has to be awoken. They have to be. They have to see what's going on. They have to have their eyes open and say, "Listen, this is not okay. This is not acceptable." Because we can keep waking up as many people as we can in the United States, and that's important. We have to keep doing that. But we have to start protecting our young ones from this polluted perversion that they're trying to shove on them at such an early age. Because they've learned now. Once kids are about. 18, 19, 20 years old, you can still indoctrinate them a little bit, but they're pretty, you know, moderately set in their ways from their upbringing when they're young. But hey, if you can get them at four years old in kindergarten, you can take them through five years old and six years old, and you can indoctrinate them with this hardcore perverted rhetoric, they are pretty much going to believe the most sadistic ideology that you have put in their head for the rest of their life because of what you have programmed, and that is exactly what they are doing now. That's why it's so important if you have the ability to do so. Christian schools, homeschool groups, there's a lot of those now I've seen popping up all over the state of Florida. Land and I've been talking about with churches and homeschool groups are actually coming together and having school every day at church or having a private tutor come together at a house and teach kids and the parents splitting the cost and it's still being significantly cheaper than a private school. These are things that have to start being addressed now because what we have seen in the public edu- education system, especially out in California, is nothing less than essentially, in my opinion, child abuse on what they're doing to these kids. It's mental child abuse. So that's just my stance on a lot of this stuff. Also, too, in other news, weeks after Cortez up in New York talked about having 70% income tax on the upper tax bracket, her fellow congresswoman, Alham Omar, the hardcore 
Sharia Muslim, in my opinion, that is represent for Minnesota, who's refused to take off her hijab, basically had permission now to wear it inside the uh, Congress quarters. She is now suggesting the rich need to pay even more. And I quote, this is what she said in an interview this week. There are a few things that we can do, she said in an interview. One of them is we can increase the taxes that people are paying who are extremely wealthy in our community. So 70%, 80%, we can take it as high as 90%. That's the first place we can start. The 1% must pay their fair share. She also mentioned the tax increase is a way to pay for programs like Medicaid for everyone and the new Green Deal being championed by Representative Cortez that wants to have 100% electronic vehicles on the road by 12 years from now, uh, by 2030, ironically enough, right and coinciding with the UN 2030 policy that basically wants to have the entire population of the world to have no ability to travel freely unmolested on their way. I figured I'd just add that in there. So now they're saying they want to tax people 90%. And here's the problem they have with this. So, so everybody goes, listen. They're talking about the top, 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 top people like Bezos. You know, he needs to pay 90%. Here's the issue. I'm not a huge fan of Bezos. I am not a fan of Amazon. But why do we say it's okay to tax him 90% of his income because I deserve his money? And the next problem, the next question you run into is where is the line drawn on this interest, on this tax? This is what we've always run into is they say, we're not getting enough money for our welfare system. We're not getting enough money for our health care. So we need to lower the tax bracket down. Now, anybody that makes over $500,000 a year, you basically are getting taxed 90% of your income. So you make $500,000 a year, you bring home $50,000. Boy, that's, that's an incentive to work right there. And then they go, well, listen, this isn't working either. We're still not getting enough money in to pay for our legals. We're not getting enough money to pay for our health care. We're not getting enough money to pay for our green deal that's made up fantasy world. We're not getting enough money to cover all these other giant projects we're trying to do that make no sense. So now we're going to bring out $100,000 a year. So essentially, once you get up to the $100,000 range, you're going to be in the 70 80% tax bracket, and you're going to be paying 80 to 90% of your income tax. So you've got to get back down to that twenty dollars to $30,000 range because there's no reason anybody should be making more than twenty dollars to $30,000 a year because you can get free everything from the government. You get free health care. You get free tuition. You get free food. You get all that from the government. So you don't need to make that much money. You just need to pay it back to the government. That is where the communist ideology really starts to take hold when people start realizing that it is not necessarily – it's part of all about stealing your money illegally. That's, that's a huge part of it. But the next part is creating dependency on the government that every single man, woman, and child is fully dependent on the government from birth until death death, and you have no option, no ability to resist, no ability to protest, no ability to go another direction, because every single thing you do is dictated by the government that lords over you, because they are the ones that say whether or not you eat, or whether you live or die. That is the problem you run into when you start allowing idiots like this to demand that the top population pays 90% in income tax, that there is no bounds, as I told you earlier, there are no bounds. There are no restrictions to their lunatic behavior as we have seen century throughout century throughout history. We've seen this play a role every single time, Dad. You know what's interesting? They don't really want a true socialism here in the United States. They want to combine with fascism. 
Yeah. And, you know, with fascism, is the government can controls the industries. This is what they want to do. And, and it, but, you know, it was, it was the National Social, Social, Social Workers Party or whatever it was with the Nazis. And, uh, you know, and so this is the group they want to control everything. It's like I personally believe, my opinion, so everybody remember this, that that's exactly what Amazon is. Jeff Bezos did not create Amazon. He's supposed to be worth $100 billion, but I guess before his divorce. But yet, but yet the company's never made any money. I mean, how in the heck does that even happen? The same thing with Facebook. How did it make money before it started doing ads and stuff? I mean, how did it make money? Somebody's got some really deep pockets. And that word starts with an R, which is the Rothschild banking cartel that are all Sabbatean, Kabbalists, Luciferians, Satanists, Druids. Pick a name. Who cares? Uh, you know, Canaanite worshipers, Moloch worshipers, Baal worshipers. This is the group. They run the country and they want to control industry because that way they can control the yin and the yang of everything because they got to control Bezos. They got to control Google. They got to control all of these things. You know, and so when they get a big corporation like Amazon going, which now pretty much everything's being bought and sold through Amazon that you can possibly think of, the government's controlling this because the government the government has been taken over the United States. I'm not talking about our congressmen and our legislators. The international bankers are controlling this. The wizards, they're controlling it. That's who everybody answers to, and of course they answer to Lucifer. This is what's going on. This is who these guys are. This is, this is satanic. I had a friend of mine the other day. He spoke to another radio show personality who's very, very well known. Let me tell you what he said. And he, this guy is, they're both friends with Trump. Okay? And my friend, the radio show personality, called me up and said that Trump talked to him this week. Called him up. And said he was trying to get Trump on to talk about the weather vortex coming down from the North Pole. Trump and him are friends. And Trump called him up. Said it wasn't going to do him any good to talk to his audience. But they chit-chatted for a few minutes. Well, my friend, the radio guy, and my other person that he knows, the other I don't know the other guy, who's an alternative broadcaster who also knows Trump, he said the problem that's going on right now in the White House, get ready, you ready guys, inside information, is that Trump is being demonically influenced and controlled. Now you heard that from me. I just said that. And it came from a super, super strong source. This demonic control through the Masonic Lodges, through these different secret societies, through these Baal worshippers and these horrible people that go thumping the night, they're controlling the White House, and they have for a very, very, very long time, ever since John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy said, no more, and I'm going to tell you this again, for you guys that are new, because we get new listeners every day, huge audience today, I can feel it in my spirit, prayed for you guys today. John Kennedy, when his PT boat got shot up underneath him, and he walked across that coral reef and cut his feet up and had to take care of his men. And basically sat out there on that island for days until he was rescued and thought he was going to die. I believe with all of my heart that he had a chit-chat with God Almighty and told God Almighty that if he got out of there, that he's going to make it right. I believe he had an epiphany. Donald Trump's never had that. Donald Trump needs an epiphany for the Most High to know that he needs to change what he's doing and get this thing as best he can fixed. Well, he still has a chance. Because quite frankly, the only thing he's got going for him right now is the economy because he scared the Federal Reserve a few weeks ago when he started fussing at the doggone head guy of the Federal Reserve, talking about getting rid of him, and they stopped raising interest rates, and they went ahead and started buying their stock back. 
that we had the largest growth in January that we've had like ever in a January. Why? Because Trump was calling the cockroaches out. He must have had some kind of moment of clarity in which he decided that, hey, I got to stop this. What a mess we've got going on in the White House right now. We got what a mess we have going with our pseudo, which means false government. What a mess with all of this stuff. But what we don't have a mess with is our relationship with Jesus, the author and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith. For he said on the cross, it is finished, because he knew what he had done at the end. And the Bible says, had the God of this world, which is Lucifer, known what he was doing, he never would have put Jesus on the cross. He never would have allowed it to be finished like it was. Guys, I love you. We're going to be on with Hagman tonight. Wow, what a show today. Can't get any better than today's show. Anointed, filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to pray for you. I love you guys. Austin, I'll do the write-up. I'll talk to you guys on tonight if you're listening, and Monday on if you come back in. Absolutely. We got an awesome show planned for you guys tonight. Got a lot of more stuff we're talking about. And uh, as always, guys, thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the continued positive emails that we're getting from you guys and the order comments. It really does make our day when we get positive feedback from everybody. Of course, if you guys need anything, you know where to call us, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to check out the website. we got some big specials that we're going to be uh, talking about tonight on the uh, Hagman Show and uh, letting everybody know exactly, uh, you know, what we can all do. And uh, speaking of that as well, though, I'll let you guys know, since I always let you guys know firsthand, the Testo Plus, pretty much one of the strongest testosterone boosters on the market. Uh, it's incredibly effective. I helped create this product a couple years ago in getting really, really clean clean Tongat Alley from the same source that we have from our other one that's just Tongat Alley by itself, but we mixed it together with multiple nutrients and we have the Testo Plus. I went ahead and put it on sale right now for over 20% off. I figured it was time to increase the testosterone rate of the American population. <laughs> and I figured it was time to help everybody out if they wanted to try this product because this product has always been a staple for me even before we started carrying it. I used it and tested it for months on end. So it's definitely something that I recommend. It's one of my top, top products that I use, and we got it on sale right now on the website for 20% off. So be sure to check it out. We appreciate you guys. We love you. We'll talk to you again tonight on the Hagman Show, and then you have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend, and we'll talk to you again Monday as always.